This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Children go into foster care for many reasons. For example, there might be family violence in the home or a history of neglect or physical abuse. Currently, there is a shortage of foster parents in Australia, and in some cases, there is a need for people with a specific cultural background. Foster carers can give children and young people a safe, stable and nurturing family environment for a few months, years or for the rest of their lives. Monica and her husband have three foster children, all from the same birth mother. My husband and I, we were approved for up to three children, zero to 10 years of age. So we thought we'd get a, like an older family, but we got matched with one little boy and he was seven months old at the time, but there were some concerns about his developmental health. So I have a, a nursing background, so they thought that I would be a good support for him. And then his sister was born about 10 months after that, and they asked us if we would be interested in fostering her too. Renee Carter is the Chief Executive Officer at Adopt Change. She says there is a shortage of foster parents in Australia. Across Australia, there are actually around 46,000 children who are in what is called out-of-home care. So that is government care where children are living away from their parents and the government organises for them to either be in foster care, kinship care or alternative accommodation when they haven't had a home found for them yet. Ms Carter says in some cases there is a need for foster parents from a specific cultural background. Alana Hughes is the manager of the Benevolent Society's out-of-home care program Fostering Young Lives, which provides foster care placements across Greater Sydney. She says children may need to be placed in foster care for a wide range of reasons. There's lots of different reasons why children might be in foster care or require foster carers. The main reason being that for their safety, they're unable to reside with their natural family. And either for a short period of time or a long period of time, they need care from foster carers. So that's the main reason. There can be other reasons that children are in care, such as you know tragic circumstances where maybe family members have passed away and there's no one else to look after the children. Ms Carter says having a stable, safe and nurturing home is key for the recovery of these children who have often been exposed to some form of trauma. These are everyday children who have experienced challenges that we can't even fathom, but they are everyday children and what they actually need and what is the greatest therapy really for most children or as a starting point is really around having the opportunity to be a child and play and not having to worry about adult issues, to know where they're going to sleep that night and the next night, to know that somebody is cooking them a meal. Ms Hughes says people can put up their hand for different types of foster care. We have everything from short-term emergency carers, long-term carers, carers that are seeking adoption or guardianship of the children in their care. And we have respite carers as well. So carers that just provide care as and when they can. So that might be one weekend a month or two weekends a month. And we also then have carers that take on children that they know the plan is for them to be restored home to family. And they support that pathway and that restoration home. The legislation and the processes vary in each state and territory. One may work directly with the government department or with a foster care agency, but there are some essential steps that are the same no matter where you are in Australia. 
the first step is to reach out to whoever the local agency is and to find out some initial information. Ms Hughes says in New South Wales it's up to the agencies to approve people to become foster parents, but it's the Department of Communities and Justice that matches approved foster families with children needing care. DCJ or the department are the statutory organisation so they are the body that brings the child into care. So DCJ will contact us to say we have a child that needs a placement, do you have any available carers that are a match? We look at the profile of the child and any carers that we have and if it's a match we might propose then a placement. It doesn't mean that that placement will definitely go ahead because another agency might propose a placement as well but we would propose the placement and then the child would come into our programme that way. Ms Hughes says in New South Wales, applicants who wish to become foster carers need to meet some initial requirements. One of those is that you are an Australian citizen or permanent resident. We require applicants to be over 25. We require applicants to have a spare bedroom. All applicants have to be willing to undergo probity checks, so like a criminal uh, record check and obtain a working with children check. And we require that they are in good physical health. If they meet these criteria and the first interview goes well, they will then go through an assessment process in which the agency determines whether they would be suitable to become foster parents and whether this would be in line with their expectations. In some cases, a child who joins a family short term may end up staying with them long-term, depending on the circumstances, explains Ms Hughes. When a child initially comes into care, they come into care on what are called interim orders. So the court will grant an order for a short period of time in order for work to be done regarding what the overall goal for that child will be. Will they be able to go home? And if not, what's the pathway for them? And sometimes then final orders will be granted, which means that child is in care long term. Ms Hughes says some foster parents may become guardians or adoptive parents. If you're a long-term carer that has a child in your care for years, you can express an interest if it is in the child's best interest to go down the path of guardianship or adoption. There are lots of different pathways, so it does take twists and turns depending on your circumstances and the child that's placed in your care. Monica admits, especially at the beginning, it was not easy to come to terms with the uncertainty of foster parenting. So we have to just parent with a bit of an open end, thinking that they will stay with us until they turn 18. And every day they are with us, the chances of them being removed to go back to birth family becomes less and less and less. But it's just always something that doesn't feel as permanent as a child who's adopted or your own birth child. Ms Hughes says the agency supports foster parents to gain the tools to help with the healing process. The majority of our children would have suffered some form of childhood trauma, either repeated trauma through all types of abuse, or it may be that they experienced trauma while in the womb if they were removed from their parents very early in their lives. So being a foster carer is much more than just providing a home for a child. We have to parent these children in a trauma-informed way and provide therapeutic parenting to help these children heal through some of the trauma. Becoming a foster carer can be a very rewarding experience, Ms Carter explains. Absolutely, that's a rewarding experience as well because you get to know these little people and and watch them grow and have access to opportunities and tap into their potential for what they want to get out of life. In most circumstances, 
Foster parents are expected to maintain the connection with their children's birth family and facilitate contact. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.